0: It's now time for Women on the Waves, a show focusing on issues affecting women, here on Christchurch's Community Access Station Plains Event. I'm
1: Rachel Hazelden. And today on Women's Lives, Women's Stories, I'm speaking to Jo Blair, founder and director of Brown Bread. I met Jo at one of her wonderful broadly speaking events in Totahi. It's about women telling it as, as it is. Women sharing their stories is very dear to my heart. So kia ora Jo. Kia ora. It's so
0: good to be here.
1: Lovely to have you here. Yeah. What inspired broadly speaking? Oh my gosh.
0: So I think it's about six years old, at least now, maybe seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, it was an amazing woman called Gina Dalla Barca from Westpac, who runs pretty much everything but n- next to the CEO. And she, it was International Women's Day, post-earthquake, and she was like, we so don't get together much. You know, the city was still a donor. There were no bars. mm Let's um, do something for, with women. Mm. And All Press had just opened up that great cafe on Mid- Montreal, Sydenham. So they lent us their venue and we just had this cool un-corporate, which was great considering yeah. ca- the idea came from Gina. Um, How long between the idea and... Oh, it was seriously like three weeks. We just did it because that's perfect. kind of the, yeah. the way I am, you know. Yeah. And yeah. so she rang up and I just said, let's do it. And yeah. then we had... Mia um, Leanne Dalzell, Joanna Norris, who was the press editor. Were you at this one? No, the
1: no, no. The first one? It was no. I was living overseas people.
0: at that point. Oh. Yeah. And we had um, Joanna Norris, the press editor, Jenny Harper, the gallery director, and Gina Speak. And mm. that was amazing. I'll never forget it. Mm. And they just had four minutes, talked from their hearts, and had these stories of what they'd been up against in their
1: lives. And something was born. What they'd been up against. So that, that was what you... Well, the invited first, them to do it was
0: kind of like tell it as it is what's it like being a woman they they were a little unique in that they were all quite significant leaders whereas yeah. now um, from there we moved into more um, extraordinary women a bit like your show yeah. it Doesn't you don't have to be in some status position yeah but we were sort of asking the question they've done so well in their career, working in male workplaces, all that stuff, mm. what was it like as mm. a politician, as an editor? Mm. So they had some pretty amusing stories. It was mm. really funny. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, an outrageous story. Like, can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. But then, since then. But it's they felt so safe in their aud- audience, obviously. Totally. And we were like, I was really wanting the juicy stories of what's it like. I remember Joanna was talking about when she first got the editor job at the press, she kept having letters still saying, Dear Sir, even though they knew she was a woman because they couldn't handle her mm-hmm. being the first female editor. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after that, we looked at what is this? We have, what have we created? And we thought, let's go broader, more access, and just tell it as it is, whatever your story is. Mm. So some people don't even talk about feminism. Some people just talk about the the challenge of standing up and talking for minutes, mm-hmm. which is incredible because I think sometimes women don't, I know I don't sometimes take the microphone or the space to talk, yeah. especially if I'm in a room of men. Yeah. And yeah, so it's so evolved the experience it. of
1: having a voice. I know.
0: Yeah. It's so crazy. Mm. And I'm now over 40 and still can find myself feeling quite silent. Mm. Yeah. So mm. if it offers women an opportunity to do that, it's everything. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's evolving. Mm. We've now got a men's one as well, mm. hardly speaking. And then we're thinking of um, a more any anything-goes one.
1: That mm-hmm.
0: was all happening before COVID, and now we're on pause, but we are yeah. getting quite a few, bring it back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm yeah. sure we'll have one yeah. before the end of the year. Yeah, yeah,
1: absolutely, as we move into level one. Mm. What do you like about being a woman? Oh.
0: Well, it's funny you ask that because I grew up as a really um, strong tomboy, like was obsessed with being a boy. Mm. So um, played cricket, did all that, and I thought men, boys' lives were easier. Not easier, it was a sort of, yeah, I was really attracted to it, even though my mother was quite a strong female, quite femme. yeah. Attracted to
1: it in what way? What I do you think, think it
0: was like I just or thought easy that the, in what way? Uh, the um, I just thought the games were cooler. Mm. Like I wasn't really into dolls and stuff, and they um, they just got on with things. Yeah, to be honest. And siblings? Um, one older brother and an identical twin sister. Mm. She was b- m- more femme, so I always wore blue. She was wore pink or mm. red. Mm. And um, so being so, what do I like about being a woman now? Because at the time, I was definitely thought the boys had it better yeah now i think the more confident we get about owning our emotions and our vulnerability and that we do cry like we you know in open spaces yeah (laughs) crazy um
1: things like that i'll cry anywhere but movies on the bus train whatever yeah um and it's still like people can be really weirded out by it
0: i know but it really confronts people mm-hmm. we at brown bread the our little agency we have a little bit of crying not too much but it's like it's totally welcome mm. because it's just a, a thing it's outlet yeah it's 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 the flow of emotion totally mm. and then you move on mm. so um so i just like that that openness i guess of being able to feel and i think we're really lucky mm. like i really think a lot of men are probably pretty envious that that we can get there faster and move through things what i do I like being a better woman oh um i think just the sharing and the connectivity and the collective leadership and power and openness to collaborate and Mm. it's extraordinary and we we've actually just hired our um first male well not our first our second male but we were all women for the last sort of almost a year at brown bread so we've just brought in a beautiful new guy Mm -hmm. who loves working with women too thank god
1: and my husband likes working with women thank god (laughs) (laughs) so what I'm curious about what happened in that shift between now embracing certain aspects of being a woman versus wanting to be a tomboy it's funny I haven't
0: really thought about it so this is really interesting Um, when would I have kind of because even through secondary school I played cricket and like moved from Auckland down to Christchurch when I was 14 and I think that's when I
1: probably and I moved to a private school that's a big transition at that age yeah
0: yeah and, and I was at a public school in Auckland and it was a little looser and then I came to a private school in Christchurch and I think that's when I became a bit more girly mm. I'd say mm. it was a real girl school mm. yeah mm. Um, and then I guess you you know you go to university and you meet boys and all that stuff and that just you know start, gender becomes a real thing right mm. yeah mm. Mm. But I can't think of... But I took, you know, science and all that stuff. Mm. 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 Yeah. And now I actually don't really think of myself too... Gender, I don't really think of gendered that much. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Apart from sometimes if I go to a very corporate male event, I'll feel it because the industries I work in are very female-orientated. So I'll, I'll be like, whoa, I didn't realise the world was like this in other parts.
1: Mm. 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 So changing... Have you worked in a more corporate male environment in the past? Um, yeah, I worked for
0: um, what is now Pernod Ricard. So I worked for Montana Wines. It was one of my first jobs and mm-hmm. TVNZ. And they were, uh, TVNZ were quite female, probably half and half. And Pernod Ricard was definitely more male. Mm. But other than that, when I think of my very strange career of events and festivals and things, and not a lot of non-profits and arts, it's mostly women, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: What has you call it a strange career? Well, it, it's like a it's a journey. I'm <laughs> <laughs> afraid that that word's been given I a bad rip.
0: Right because uh, it's a really good word. See, another one's a voyage. Yeah, it's quite good to use. <laughs> and but we need to find a Torreiro word for it, yeah. I reckon because there'll be some amazing or pathway or
1: something. Waka? A
0: waka? Yeah. Oh. Or the, I, I, I wish I could recall it, but there'll be something around navigation or something. Yeah, yeah there'll be some yeah. cool words.
1: Yeah. And don't you think, I know, we're the summer, I'm 48, and um, I was still in that generation that thought you had one career. Um, you, let, mm. you, you were asked at school, what, what will you do when you grow up? And then you have a career. But actually, I think we both had very eclectic careers. Yeah. yeah.
0: And I think we obviously um, need variety and yeah. stimulation and yeah. growth. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And there's a book I read, and I cannot remember the term, but it was a a kind of, we grew up in a world that was very focused, the high status was specialisation, but there's some kind of word around the, the skill of having many... Oh, goes to your
0: string. The old jack of all trades.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> great. There's a word. There's
2: a word. Yeah, there's a word.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and even like what? What about a, a non-gendered word like jack of all trades? I you know. know. Yeah, yeah. It'd be. I think there is a
0: word though, like a, a proper word, like a good word, dictionary word. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> I think. I think I recall that because well, there's a need. And New Zealanders are those people because we yeah. do a lot of things. Yeah, um, but everything. I so said I did a lot of sort of. My whole twenties, I took a, a few turns and a lots of contracts, and was very envious of my friends who had hit the graduate program at Yes Frontier or something. Yes, like and I was they very a type.
1: They seemed to have it so together. Oh my
0: god! They just
1: knew. I'm so jealous. And they didn't have, I, you know, every sort of slightly change of career I'd have, I'd have some existential crisis about what I was doing yeah. in my life.
0: and you'd and they'd go overseas and just get the corporate job in London or something, and whereas I was. Um, sort of a a great patchwork and then it all culminated into this company we run now and Mm. it's really unique and it sort of helped create a category almost of of a service um provision rather than we sort of pioneered it rather than following a trail yes
1: and i was reading about um i love what you said about pioneered it and also that you've Collaborated with the Certified B Corporation. Yeah. And and I was reading an article about all the work you did and it was such a growth exercise to get certis- certified.
0: Yeah, like the, probably one of the biggest challenges I've ever done. And so B Corps is accreditation system, American-based. Um, ben and Jerry's Ice Cream is one. Patagonia was one of the first. So crediting businesses that look after the environment, their people and the community. And when we set up Brown Bread, we were all about working with the good stuff, having really strong values. Um, And because most of our clients are charities and we're helping them do amazing things and have impact, we felt like we were really in that space. But when setting up the business with a B Corp accreditation and testing yourself on it, which takes about six months, it's not easy. Mm. Um, You have to answer just all these questions and Oh, it's really challenging. It was it was a real eye opener. Of you think you're in this social enterprise, save the world space,
1: and are you really walking the talk? Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, the it sounded like it was a process that really tested your integrity. Yes. And you it expanded you. Yeah. And I was curious, you said there was one bit they were like, okay, that's not a question for Australia and New Zealand. I was like, what was that question? I know, the, the, the um, forms, and God bless anyone who's done them. I met
0: someone once at a conference who said, we need a support group for doing B forms because <laughs> they are really, they're quite, because um, they range, you know, Brazilian com- factories of 2,000 people are filling them out as well as a tiny brown bread of 10 people so you've got questions that are around um let me think some of the a lot around um, countries that don't have such great laws as New Zealand does around ethics or um, care for people and things so yeah heaps of do you do these things for your staff around health and things that we take for granted
1: yeah yeah perfect and when you said they were (laughs) uncharmable oh my god literally laughed out loud I was like because I've worked in project management, and I was like, <laughs> I know where you're coming <laughs> so from. So <laughs>
0: true. Yeah, like, I pride myself on being able to um, persuade. Some might say manipulate. <laughs> Charm people into, you know, doing things. A yeah, big charmer. Yeah, our whole business is around <laughs> making stuff happen. And they, yeah, once you fill it out, you, you have to get over 80 points out of 200. We, I think our first year we got 92. Mm-hmm. And then you have to show evidence. And they t- and they have two Skype calls someone around the world is testing you with your integrity of the answers and Mm. oh my god (laughs) so that's what you learn though and you see so you keep evolving your business to fit it and the larger you get the more they demand so yeah so we're actually up for a renewal soon and it's been quite a tough year for Brown Bread we've kind of changed quite a bit and um, reorganised ourselves and so we've yeah it'll be really interesting if we can get it for the third time yeah it'll be hard
1: and worldwide we're dealing with COVID-19 so That, yeah, dado impact Um there's A couple of other things you said, that I lo- just loved. Um, you said you're horribly enthusiastic about most things. Yeah, and I was like, I don't think that's appreciated enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> being someone who's enthusiastic. Thanks. Yeah. Um, but I think my team find that really tricky
0: because I say yes too much. Yeah, <laughs> And there's so many amazing people doing amazing things. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we're all about helping those little seedlings grow into something or,
1: or transforming something that's become a little stale. Mm, mm, mm. And you also said the confidence to take risks, like the oh shit moments and we're up for the impossible. Um, what, who were your role models? Like where mm-hmm. have you got your... What's your foundation of your confidence to
0: play big that's a really interesting question I reckon it's because those in my 20s it was really hard like we I came out of uni- I did a masters at University of Canterbury and came out in a recession mm. and thought I was like the schniz like I thought oh so unemployable so employable and it took me a while to get a job and then I had these contracts and change and stuff and so I think that really built I went through that was really challenging for me and then built this sort of resilience mm. um and then maybe I, d- I think it was that at that time, like you said, it was about getting a- having a career. Mm. Whereas now, no one does a five day the week and, the 80s be- and mental. 90s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about flexibility, and and I was actually living that, but I was out of the box. And mm. I didn't realise I was actually just hmm. slightly more pop-
1: yeah. possibly yeah. under the curve. And you would have got messages that that was alternative and strange yeah, and-, and not stable and yeah. have you not bought your first house yet and all that. So stuff. who who were your people?
0: Who was your tribe around you? That is really interesting too. I had this um. Uh, rugger-bugger, I call him boyfriend for the entire decade, which was interesting. We travelled quite a lot. Um, but my tribe was probably these festivals. that, I, like In Melbourne, I worked for fashion festival, film festival. So just working on these contracts and being in these communities quite intensely for a short time mm. and would really helped you learn about yourself, I guess.
1: Yeah. I have to ask, what what do you mean by rugger-bugger?
0: Oh, it's what I call um, someone obsessed with rugby. Oh. I moved to France with him to play rugby. He played rugby, and I stayed in a tiny apartment.
1: Yeah. Yeah, a rugabugger.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> a classical Kiwi rugby Clearly, <laughs> I'm not in the <laughs> rugby bubble. I was like so. No, I don't think they. I don't think they call themselves
1: that. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, broadly, feminism. What, what does it mean to you mm. now? And I, obviously, that changed. That changes. Yeah, I think
0: it's it's um, it just equality and equity is just the basics, you know. And it's, um, you just check before you, wreck, you still can't believe the world we're living in. And I think we, we, have the, we are the ones who need to change that. We're the ones who take the back seat or don't practice putting our voices out there and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but we also are in a system that's not ours and wasn't invented by us. So it's exactly what's happening with Black Lives Matter at the moment. It's exactly the same. It's just Discrimination, systemic, with and it's all casual and no one quite gets it. Mm. Mm. So, um, fa- like I think that is, I think what's happening at the moment in the world with the, the racist t- debate is going to have a lot of impact on gender. Actually, I've been thinking this week, mm. yeah, because it's, it's 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 not same same but different. Yeah. but it's that whole it's the system's not. Yeah, it will never enable it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's n- going to be revolution that j- flips it. Yeah. And that seems to be coming quite fast at the yeah. moment in some parts of the world.
1: <laughs> Viva la revolution, yeah, um, absolutely.
0: And anything is possible right now. Like, and as well as much as it is terrifying mm. and and just sad seeing some of the um, the violence and things, but understandable.
1: Mm.
0: It could. I just does feel like it could move faster than we think. Yeah, anything could happen right now. Yeah, mm.
1: yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, so so it is. I guess that access to all opportunities and um, which we have until we finish study it seems women and then we somehow um, and being a, I've just become a mum at 42 mm. so that's been quite an interesting um, different view that's yeah. come through my husband looks after Jim and um, So how's that
1: altered your life, transformed your life?
0: Well I think, because I was a workaholic I'm the workaholic and we actually really like madmen Men, but role reversal. Like I'm like Don Draper and he's like Betty. So like we're actually quite, um, yeah. we're not she- there's no job sharing. I don't actually do much housework at all. So we're quite traditional in a way. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of being a woman who's bringing the money in and then you do get this pull. But I, that I don't know if men would get, I'm not sure, but I definitely get a pull, and I th- actually think men would too, to be honest. Pull, so um, pull in terms of slowing down the right. work. Do I really want to be working that long, those longer hours? The older he gets, mm. Um, mm. so yeah, it's quite interesting. But I feel re- I just I remember the first year of having a baby. The f- I felt so sorry for all the men that he had to go travelling and not be at home. Mm. So it's like this, yeah, it's kind of interesting. Mm. Mm. Both sides, yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think I get it way easier being able to go to work every day, that's for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, just finishing, I'm aware of your role in the Outs Foundation. Hmm. And just, is there anything else you want to say about that? I, I, I realised I was just so moved by the idea of generosity um, and growing generosity. And is there anything you want to say about what you're up to there?
0: Yeah, Um, because I think that's that's really what Brown Bread's about is trading generosity Mm -hmm. and putting generous people in touch with other generous people who might, you know, some give art, some give money to make Mm -hmm. art. You know, there's a sort of brokering role. Um, So we've been in there for a year now, um, and we deliver everything for the Arts Foundation from helping select the artists with experts to bringing the funds and. To honour artists. Um, and last year we had 10 laureates were awarded, our first year, and eight, I think, were women. Was it eight? Great. Yeah, so it was like, was a, and then spring, we had Springboards, which is this younger award f- to Kickstart Careers that just was awarded this year, and again, just so many women in it. We mm. actually had, had to really look at gender as mm. a balancing mm. side. Mm. God, and I think it's this, you know, representation finally. Um, I think was, I think we, when we look at all the laureates over the last twenty years with the Arts Foundation, it's around about sixty um, percent men. Mm. Um, and then Teresa Gadding came in and has na- um, funded a, um, a laureate every year for a senior pr- woman practitioner, which is pretty cool. Mm. And whilst we seem to be awarding women anyway, it just really highlights that. Absolutely. That time. If, we want, if people want
1: to find out more, the Arts Where Foundation.
0: They go? Yeah, so thearts.co.nz. And then we also run Boosted, which is the crowdfunding website that backs all artists, and that is going bananas through COVID. So artists need all the help they can get, get on there and just give $5 is all you need
1: to give to give them a nudge. Perfect. Um, yeah. We're going to finish with a song that you've chosen. Tell me about why you chose that one. Well, it's just um, uh, when
0: I feel like kind of well, I'm a woman, hear me roar. I listen to um, Savage's Adore Life, which is just a great anthem for... Getting remembering why you're here on the planet. Yeah. Perfect. Thanks for your time, Joe. Thank you, Rachel.
2: If only I didn't want the world I wouldn't make you feel so sad. I'm sure my shame would be gone. Is it human to do I adore